Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Well, thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and I'm joined by State Representative Darren Bailey, a farmer who represents the 109th District in Southern Illinois. He's running to become the state senator in the 55th district. Why the state senate? You got a good gig there in the house. I know. It's a, I have an awesome district. I have the best district. I have the most conservative district. I'm a hard worker being a farmer. I mean, I've, I've made inroads uh, with, uh, with all the counties, with the people. Things are, things are good. And, and therefore, so I just believe, uh, you know, God can expand the territory. And I believe that's what he has in store. Uh, senator Ryder, the current sitting senator, when he announced that uh, he was no longer going to be, uh, he was no longer going to seek re-election, uh, I, about, a, about a week after uh, I found that out, I, I went to him and I said, uh, I asked him, what's the biggest difference between uh, the Senate and the House? And his answer was intriguing to me. He said, Darren, I believe that as a uh, senator, you can have more of an impact for your district. And uh, so that appealed to me. So I said, well, well please explain that. And then the answer really was obvious that, well, you're dealing with half as many senators and uh, so that by the simple fact that uh, in Illinois, the Senate and the, and the House pretty well do the same thing uh, with half as many people, then you are exposed to twice the committees. And in the committees is where you really learn, uh, you know, what's taking place. You have direct impact uh, during hearings and such. So um, my family and I uh, committed that to prayer and it became obvious that uh, that was the next step in the journey. I needed to take advantage of this because the Senate needs, you know, a, a, a conservative voice in it. And with Dale leaving, uh, it's, it's, you know, going to be uh, losing one of those. You want to be a conservative voice in the state Senate, but as you know, the state Senate is controlled by Democrats. Well, God's going to open doors. He's going to make things happen. You pray for favor, you pray for wisdom, and then you just you be ready to storm those gates and, and, and take advantage of any situation that comes around. And then when trouble and the establishment poses itself, then you become a thorn in its side. So, uh, And you do that by messaging. You do that by being bold, by being courageous, and, and standing up for your district and your people and the state of Illinois and saying enough's enough. This is... Uh, uh, this is this is the message. You don't set back and cower and become part of the system and, and find that slot to sit in. So I have been uh, blessed to be successful at that in the House. There's going to be more training as the as next year progresses. And uh, yes, I believe I'll go into the Senate. I, I tend to probably be, I believe, more of a relational per person. So I understand, you know, the operations and the, the makeup of the Senate is a lot different than the House. So, so no, I believe, uh, I believe that uh, I will be an asset for the state of Illinois uh, in the Senate. Have your eyes on a couple of different committees you'd like to be on? I, I'm blessed right now to uh, energy and environment is very important. I, I sat on that in the House. I sat on the Agriculture Committee. I spent uh, and, and I spent 17 years uh, on the, as a school board member. My wife and I went on after that to uh, found a Full Armor Christian Academy, a Christian school from preschool all the way through high school. So I also sat on three uh, education committees. So um, so yeah, my it's just uh, the makeup of my life and and the Southern Illinois have lent itself to the blessing of being able to be on the committees that I currently serve on and I definitely would enjoy uh, uh, following up uh, with that and then uh, as well as more. Well, you mentioned education. There was a threat against home education last year. 
homeschoolers were pretty vocal. They didn't want DCFS coming in to see if you're running a good household. What will you do as a lawmaker to protect home education and uh, Christian education, Christian schools here in Illinois? Yeah, so the awesome thing is with the state of Illinois, with all the problems that we have here, homeschool and Christian education are pretty well hands off from the government. So we've got to fight to keep that. One of the biggest things that I see that is threatening that is the simple fact that unfortunately, Chicago public school systems is, is, is hurting. It's, it's not working. And because of that, you've got this influx of charter schools. You've got the addition of more and more homeschool families in Chicago. So when that happens, that takes away from the cloud. It takes away from the business of public school. So uh, that's what I've witnessed uh, in committee many times is the legislators who I believe are bought and paid for by the teachers unions and the Chicago public schools. Uh, it's just a direct and a deliberate attack on private and Christian and charter school education. And, and you simply look at the facts and you can see that uh, charter schools are working. They are a wonderful addition to the Chicago public school system uh, if, they, if you're not working out there and uh, as well as uh, homeschooling and the private uh, Christian school. So no, I, I have been, I will continue to be a, a vocal. You know, the 109th district, that's really uh, Representative Bristow's bill on uh, having letting DCFS come in. That was the first bill where we were really able to engage uh, the 109th district. They stepped up, we learned about the witness slips we got on. I mean, within a few days of that bill being announced, uh, it, that, within that same week, by the following Friday, uh, she announced that she was pulling that bill and would no longer be pushing it, so. But is the threat still there? And I'm thinking of a threat, basically, from this LGBT history mandate in K through 12 public schools here in Illinois next year. Do you think that they will make an attempt to say, if you want to graduate here in Illinois, I don't care if you're a homeschooler, I don't care if you're in a Christian school, you need to have this curriculum. The threat is always there, and, and I see it every day, every, every week when committee meets, uh, that threat exposes its ugly head. So with uh, Chicago uh, Democratic lawmakers, uh, you just, you, uh, they're, they're there, they're, they're passing bills, they're introducing bills. And yes, I, I, believe that, uh, I believe that once the Illinois voter, the Illinois parent, really fully understands what this LGBT curriculum, you know, that with, with the signing of it, uh, we, we pushed information hard as this was, uh, I've got a very active constituent base in the 109th. So they were very aware of, of, of what this threat was and what this concern was. Witness slips again, uh, we, we filed them in force. Well then, here we have uh, the governor signing this bill. So again, there's this renewed concern, but up until the point that we start seeing this literally get introduced and what it looks like, you know, uh, as a le state legislator, I will be paying attention to that. I will be exposing those thoughts and ideas. And I believe that the that uh, when the public school in mass starts uh, collecting this, especially downstate and especially in southern Illinois, uh, there's going to be some serious pushback. And and I don't think anyone's seen that pushback yet. I really don't believe that uh, parents, the school system, and the voter of Illinois are going to lay back and just, just let this uh, happen, even though it has been signed into law. Well, it's my understanding that there's no opt-out for kids. What the best uh, seems to be the avenue to me is, is that you introduce this new legislation in January because it can kind of get lost in the shuffle if you introduce it right now. So yes, there's a lot of, uh, even with SB 25, I mean there's a lot of stuff coming that will be 
fighting. And, and that's where, again, that's where the renewed education process, that's where the renewed energy will come from. When these new bills are proposed and uh, the press gets a hold of them, asks questions, that's kind of uh, seems like how things work to this, this uh, past General Assembly. You know, you learn from that, you're strategic with your bills, you're strategic with your wording, you're strategic with how you uh, you know, with how you introduce them, the timing. So yeah, I think we can, I do, I really do. I believe we can get, we, we'll, make, we'll be making noise, I, I guarantee you that. State Representative Darren Bailey, our guest on Illinois Family Spotlight. We're at the Illinois Conservative Union Conference in Bolingbrook. We'll continue our conversation with the representative after this. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. It was a landmark day for the English language. Last week, Merriam-Webster added the singular genderless word they to their online dictionary, a change that will be reflected in subsequent editions of the hard copies of their dictionary as well. Merriam-Webster is the oldest publisher of dictionaries in the United States. It's had wide influence. This is more than a simply symbolic act, and Merriam-Webster understands that. But here's the question. How long will this current definition or this newly added definition last? How long will it be before he and she or his and hers are respelled or simply disappear? I'm going to make a prediction right now. The gender and sexual revolutionaries will not be satisfied with the singular they. And that's why this is so important. If you can control the language, if you can change the language, you will control and you will change the direction of the culture. I'm Albert Moeller. It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with the Reverend Franklin Graham. For tickets, visit IllinoisFamily.org. The only hope for the United States of America is Almighty God. A bold challenge for today from Franklin Graham, Friday, November 1st at the Tenley Park Convention Center. Let's elect men and women to office who will lead this nation back to really be one nation under God. Franklin Graham and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. I want you to know this, God loves you. For tickets, call 708-781-9328, 708-781-9328, or visit IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here. We're at the Illinois Conservative Union Conference in Bolingbrook, and I'm speaking with State Representative Darren Bailey, a farmer who represents the 109th District in Southern Illinois. Uh, he's running to become the state senator in the 55th District. And Representative Bailey, you have to be appalled by this big, extreme pro-abortion bill. You're part of an effort to actually pass pro-life legislation. But why do that when... The Democrats control the House and the Senate, and we've got a governor who's right on board with abortion on demand. Well, uh, one of the biggest key factors is I still have hope, and I have hope because the message that I continually hear, really across the state, people are fed up with this, and they're, they're even asking themselves how this is happening. And one thing that I think we've stumbled on is that the church has really kind of fallen asleep. So Corey Musgrave and myself, uh, he's a minister in uh, Fairfield, Illinois. He was the uh, 
pastor that prayed the prayer the last day of session kind of called the prayer her ground the world and really directed the abortion issue uh, we so have some a, of the ladies in the legislature turned their back on him they turned their back a, a, a Jewish rabbi stood up and turned his back and several of the women actually got up and walked out during that time and I'm gonna tell you something that floor sounded like the pits of hell I was standing right up there by him and the hissing noises and and such that were taking place it was really a shame but it also exposed the true problem and the godlessness that exists on the you know with the in the Democrat party it's just all there is to it we have to call it out what it is but extremism extremism so we have I, I have believed from day one if the church will speak on the issues the church does not have to endorse a candidate the church does not have to endorse a party but if the church will simply get real on the issues, the biblical issues, and life being the main one, that uh, you know the congregation, the people, that they will wake up, they will realize and understand. You know, many churches don't even allow your voter guide uh, in their foyer at come election time because no one wants to get political. Well, the fact that the church has chosen not to get political is the exact reason why we find ourselves in this dilemma in the state of Illinois today. It's a nonpartisan voter guide, by the way. So you spoke about education earlier, and you started a Christian school. What was the last straw that said to you, we have to do this? So I, I, wanna, I do want to, after serving 17 years on the, on the North Clay School Board in Louisville, we had, we, have, we had an awesome school. They still have a great school. Many schools in southern Illinois have great Christian teachers. The problem with public education is, teachers have their hands cuffed. They are not allowed to teach or do what they feel and deem necessary. So it was really literally by the grace of God that this school was founded. My youngest son was in eighth grade when I stepped off the school board and he wanted to be homeschooled because he wanted to come to the farm and work with me. So we explored it. We literally, then we just set it up. The kid was an awesome kid, star basketball player, the star, a great, great student. And it didn't make sense to us. But again, we simply, as we do with most things and encourage many people to, you submit it before God, you pray and you fast and uh, he provides the answers we knew this was a journey that we needed to take so my wife had a gift store in uh, on the square in, in Louisville so we petitioned out a corner of it our preacher's wife came and tutored him I'd bring him in at 8 o'clock pick him up at noon and the following year two of his friends joined him the next year we had uh, nine junior hires and nine high schoolers all homeschooled students that, you know, so we were calling it a, a co-op of homeschool students and and from people coming into her business and asking what was going on it just continued to grow so by the fourth year we were completely out of room even we closed the flower shop down where we're going to make it into the uh, a, a, a larger school uh, facility before the school year was out uh, we even had too many students inquiries about that a Methodist campground on the north end of Louisville came for school, uh, came for sale again laid it before the Lord we purchased it I started full armor Christian Academy and uh, and today we have 155 students preschool through uh, high school and uh, it is it's an amazing an amazing place those kids are future leaders they are future leaders and you know many people don't realize we use Bob Jones uh, University curriculum uh, last year we had three graduates uh, ACT scores uh, you know 31 29 and 27 I believe we are we are teaching them to be uh, future leaders and that's that's yeah that's even the motto of our local public school and like I said I don't want to give all public schools the bad rap because there are a lot of wonderful teachers out there but they all know they can't teach, they can't delegate, they can't lead, they can't direct the child's life like they used to be able to because of state mandates and state laws that, that simply cuff their hands.
Let's talk about the election. The big issues like abortion and LGBT history, the conservative issues that are important to a lot of folks uh, here at this conference, the Illinois Conservative Union Conference. Are those potentially winning issues even in the Chicago suburbs? I believe they are. I, uh, Corey and I have met with and, and some other ministers. We've met with several larger churches in the Chicago area, and we met with those churches about a month and a half, two months ago, just simply posing the question, is, is Chicago lost as it seems to be? And their question was no. No, people have fallen asleep just like the church. I mean, you've got, you've got almost 42 races, 42 representative seats that have been uncontested in maybe up to 15 years, you know? You've got 12 conservative districts throughout the state that are currently held by Democrats. They should be held by Republicans. You've got up to maybe four representatives, uh, what I consider good Republican representatives up in the Collar Counties who are probably going to have a fight for their lives this year. You know, one, one thing that I've found out and I'm also troubled about aside from the big issues that I have discovered that just because you call yourself a Republican doesn't necessarily mean that you are a conservative. That's the problem. We've got to start calling that out as it is and that's something I've uh, kind of been a part of as well. So it's time for... Uh, are you suggesting we need new leadership? I'm suggesting we need new leadership because that is the weakness, that is the Achilles heel in the Republican Party. When we sit there and side and we cannot draw a line uh, between conservative and a liberal and that, that because that's blurred right now that is the heart of our problem so how do we make chicago the 51st state oh that's uh, yeah <laughs> we we just keep messaging i believe uh, I, I personally believe i mean hey this is it this is a reason this is a this is like a marriage and when uh, one of the one of the partners is not happy you wave your hands you say i'm not happy that's what this is all about uh, there's people who are very passionate about that i you know just like being in church somebody comes to you and says hey i think we need this vbs program or i think we need that program it's like well i'll tell you what if you're passionate about that you go do it and i'll support you but I believe my focus is probably more on flipping the vote in Illinois. And I believe that when, and when this vote is flipped, when the church starts speak, speaking truth and facts and, and keeps messaging that, we will flip this. And when we flip this, then we can restore and regain what we've lost over these last several years. So to say that, uh, to say that Illinois, to say that there is ever going to be a 51st state, I think we all know politically that's an impossibility. But, but this started off as a HR 101, a simple resolution. That's what it is. We've got good uh, messaging out there, and we've raised awareness, and that's where we go from here. And we see. Who knows? Will Illinois flip in time for Donald Trump to win Illinois? I don't know. Anything's possible. All of the polls are telling us no, but any more polls are wrong. So uh, one thing I do know, that if J.B. Pritzker is elected governor again in 2022, we will have some serious problems on our hands. So, you know, we've got another like legislature. Well, look at what he accomplished in his first, he practically accomplished everything he set out to do uh, the first six months of his four-year tenureship. So uh, that's that's concerning. We don't. Who's going to? We haven't even heard of the ideas that are dreamed up that we're going to be fighting. You know, with this gun control, most of the other issues that didn't get passed that are going to be dealt with in the coming. They're, they're going to cause a. They're going to cause a serious rift in Illinois because what we have left, especially with the uh, gun control issues, Southern Illinois is not going to stand for uh, for what for any for literally anything. So, well, will Southern Illinois also say no to the idea of doing away with parental notice on abortion and that's what they're after next yes yeah so the, I think I think he purposely knew where to draw the line and stop at because I think we're going to see a serious fight ahead uh, for anything else of these sick 
and nonsensical ideas that uh, are going to be proposed. Former State Representative Peter Breen has an idea for a fair map. You behind that effort? Absolutely, so, and, and probably one of the biggest hopes that I have in that is one of Governor Pritzker's promises. So we'll see if he'll live up to his word that he believes Illinois should be uh, fair mapped and, and, uh, and uh, Representative Breen has an awesome idea and the timing is perfect. Again, we've got to step up, we've got to get out there, we've got to go to work, we've got to get our hands dirty, and I believe we can make this happen, I really do. State Representative Darren Bailey, how can people connect with you and your Senate campaign? Thank you very much. Uh, Bailey for Illinois, B-A-I-L-E-Y-F-O-R-Illinois.com is my uh, website. I have a very, very active Facebook page, so just look me up, Darren Bailey for State Senate 55, and get engaged because I believe that I've pretty well been on the leading, leading edge of keeping my district educated and uh, many times I'll get calls from throughout the state and throughout the area and people thinking that I'm their representative just because just because of how the message carries and I am and I'm also available to help and advise and, and share ideas because uh, most of what I do I got to give God the credit for he just gives ideas and it's all about timing and we do it so uh, so my Facebook page baileyforillinois.com so thank you so much State Representative Darren Bailey, a common sense lawmaker right here in Illinois. Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.